1: Welcome to the latest episode of Five on the Floor and the Five Reasons Sports Network. Thanks for joining us on your favorite podcast app. We're on Podbean, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts. We're also on Dash Radio on their Nothing But Net channel. That's every single weeknight at 7 p.m. Also, check us out on the Five Reasons YouTube channel. You're looking for Brady Hawk's latest breakdowns. He's got two up there from over the weekend. So make sure you catch that. Also post up five R soon as the game ends. And of course we do before floor an hour before every heat game starts. And Greg and I are on that before every single game. Also five reasons for the latest from all of our contributors. We do not have a paywall. By the way, I mentioned five reasons YouTube. real close to 15,000 subscribers. Don't you want to get us over that milestone? So do it. Also, the great sponsors of the Five Reasons Sports Network. And now they've got a promotion. Intense Nutrition in Coral Springs. It's over on 2540 North University Drive in Coral Springs. 954-775-0257. If you mention five reasons, they're going to give you 20% off everything but protein. Okay. So the entire store, right? If you're looking for a stack, uh, you know, to help you, uh, I don't know, pre-workout post-workout, uh, if you're an aging man, I don't know who that might be. Maybe me, a budding athlete, or just to fight cold and flu season. This is the place you want to go. They've also got the intense cleanse and detox that can help you lose 10 to 15 pounds in 10 days. Great thing to do around the holidays. And here's the reason you go, because unlike that three letter chain, you're going to get personalized service. They will take care of you. They'll work with you for exactly what you need. Superior quality, superior service. It's intense nutrition. 2540 North University Drive in Coral Springs. 954-775-0257. Mention five reasons. And now tonight's episode. Down to
2: Yay.
0: Uh, Five on the floor. Ride for my dogs, where here's the thing, you can check the score. Hustle hard, couple scars, rain bubble frogs. Just like Buffy said, you
2: in trouble, y'all. Kept the floor plan. got an all day y'all seen the block,
0: stop the one here. And Pat with trust, it's power have the guts. We here to bring the heat. Y'all can hang it up.
1: Welcome to 5 on the Floor, a daily insider show on the Miami Heat and the NBA featuring Ethan Skolnick, Greg Sylvander, and Alex Toledo, plus others from the 5 Reasons Sports Network. Party that's going back on five on the floor. Here's tonight's floor plan. I got Greg Sylvander. You can follow him at Greg Sylvander. I've got Alex Toledo. You can follow him at Tropical Blanket and also get his terrible takes about Pollo Tropical being better than La Lagrana, La which it is not, by the way. Uh, maybe we'll have both of them come to our next watch party so we can taste test them. Uh, but what we're going to do tonight is we're going to look at a P.J. Tucker quote from the past week and this is in line with a lot of heat quotes over the years okay if you cover the heat in like the 90s you will remember that one of alonzo morning's favorite quotes was adversity introduces a man to himself that actually came from pat riley as most zo quotes did uh, but zo would say it all of the time then of course there's pat riley's quote uh, before they got Jimmy Butler, when everybody thought it was they were in this awful situation, they had the bleakest outlook in the league, according to Zach Lowe. And basically, Pat Riley looked at Iron, Barry, and me, and everybody else in the room, and he said, There are obstacles, but there are none. You can buy that shirt, by the way, on our website, along with Keep the Main Thing the Main Thing. So these are all these quotes that are kind of rooted in struggle, right? Like the heat love struggle. It, it, the, like that's the whole the Eric Spoelstra thing. We have enough, right? It's all rooted in struggle. And PJ Tucker, when talking about some of these sort of two way players on the heat, the guy, the minimum contracts and all that, the guys who came from, you know, the rough NBA background. Okay. Wasn't easy for them. PJ Tucker, a guy who wasn't supposed to be where he is either at age 36. And he said, You have to fall in love with the struggle. And so we're going to fall in love with the struggle tonight, Greg. And what we're going to talk about is what is going to come from this heat struggle. And I don't mean the record because they're doing fine. Okay. They're fourth in the Eastern conference. They have a seven and one record against the best teams they've faced this year. The three top teams in the East and the Utah Jazz. They haven't played Golden State and Phoenix, the two best teams in the league yet. So they're doing fine, but they don't have BAM. They still don't have Jimmy, at least for the start of this road trip. They haven't had Markeith Morris for, uh, it's more than a month now, right? Caleb Martin is now going through the COVID protocols. Who else? I don't know, but there may be others that come here. And Victor Oladipo is still not back. And yet there are good things that have come from this period. So I will start with you here and then we'll bring in Alex. What is the best thing in your view that has come from the struggle so far?
3: a great question. Um, I I remember a, a, a quote by Winston Churchill, hate him or love him, and it said, uh, "If you're going through hell, keep going." I feel like that was that was the Heat fan mentality for the last couple weeks when you saw Jimmy go down and Bam was down, and you uh, you know were lost a few games at home, and then like you see how this is uh, has taken shape, particularly the last two games. I think everybody's been really uh, surprised. And delighted, quite frankly, that, that that you had guys step up against Milwaukee and Chicago, two contending teams. So if I had to really bank on one thing, it's that you're starting to see glimpses from guys like Gabe, guys like Max Struess, Caleb Martin, depending on the night. Where it's not like that situation with Mo Harkless or Avery Bradley, where like we really never saw it at all. Even KZ during this stretch in the last couple of games has became really functional, and you start to see where okay, maybe they can stem the tide with these guys uh, for for a stretch like this one. And I think that that was a huge question. I know, Ethan, you and I have talked about to death, like, is this enough depth? Can they make it through a season? And it appears right now that they can get contributions from guys, even if it's a little here, a little there, enough to stem the tide and get through these stretches. They're 500 in the month of December, I always said the benchmark record wise for me that I'm watching until Jimmy and Bam are back, play 500 ball and everything will work itself out after that. And so far, so good.
2: What's the best thing that's come from this, Alex? That's that's honestly actually a hard question because there's been so many like good things, like little good things happening throughout the way, specifically the past few games. Right. Where it's kind of all come together uh, and the most positive it's been with Jimmy and Bam out. And I just think because of them being forced to adjust to a different situation and play to the strengths of a team uh, without Jimmy and Bam, therefore kind of making them change their offense, change their defense. And like you guys have have already talked about having other guys step up. So it's really hard to pick one thing there. But I guess if if I had to, let's let's put it on to one theme, it's growth, right? It's growth. I think you feel better about the death on your team, the, the death on your team, even though it's already like, it was already deemed a positive before the situation happened. Now it's like, you feel better about Caleb than before. You feel better about Gabe Vincent than before. Like you guys already said, you feel better about KZ than you did before. Then you talk about playing different types of defenses. Uh, you know, they've been blitzing a lot on pick and rolls with Deadman. They've switched a lot less. They went from zoning a lot Uh, to not zoning as much uh, with having more guys out like they've shuffled through several different identities. When you just talk about what they've done on the court in such little time. And I think this is all going to be positive in the long run because they've had to do so many different things that they're kind of going to be able to do all these things when the playoff time comes. And it's just about, uh, you know, adjusting to matchups. So I think this is all. You know, the fact that they're still up there in the seedings despite the injuries, despite the fact that the East is really strong, uh, despite the tough schedule uh, leading up to this home stretch where they've been injured. It just feels like it could be a lot worse with the the, the injuries that they've had. So I think what we've seen on the court has, has been a lot of growth, especially with a lot of the guys we, we we wanted to see growth from like Kyle and Duncan just from their production. And then from the deaf, and. and then you talk about the schemes. Like I said, it's just really hard to pick one thing. So I just want to put it all into one little category. And yeah, I think growth overall.
3: It's funny that you leaned into guys that I didn't even think about the the the, the top tier of the roster. Ethan, like we're talking about Kyle Duncan, PJ Tucker is who you started out quoting. I think like his growth, we need to talk about what he's doing. Um, And I I was thinking in terms of these guys that are maybe your seventh, eighth, ninth, 10th men, but truthfully, like to Alex's point, Kyle and Duncan have showed up in a way in the last two games that they've needed them to. So that is a huge part of this.
1: I think the other part of this that's important is when your best players are out and and I go back to the LeBron years and, and I used to always talk about this whenever LeBron was off the court or missed time and certain players picked up their play I could feel LeBron gaining trust in them for whenever it was he was back on the court with them. And so I think that there is a similar dynamic here, particularly with Jimmy. Uh, you know, with Bam, again, Bam is still sort of feeling his own way. What is he going to be in the NBA? And we talk about that all the time like Bam recognizing his own. Skill level, his own potential. Well, Jimmy knows who he is like there. There is no challenging that. The only question with Jimmy is, is he ever going to play 60 games in the season again? OK, because I, I get the feeling that throughout this contract, he's not OK. And we're going to have to get used to this. He's going to be, you know, 60 games, maybe the max that he goes. I mean, already at this stage, if he misses this road trip, he's going to be under 70 for the season. I mean, that's the highest he's going to be able to get to. But he knows who he is as a player. He knows what he does well. He knows what he doesn't do as well. He covers up for whatever his own weaknesses are. Um, and so I, I think that what matters for Jimmy is knowing what the others do well. And seeing these guys rise without him is positive. Because otherwise, you put a Gabe Vincent or you put a Max Struess or you put – a Caleb Martin on the court with him in a pressure situation and a high leverage situation, he may not know what to expect from him. But now we've seen Max Strus get you 16 and a quarter. We've seen Caleb Martin get you 28, eight, three, two steals in a block in a game in a win. Okay. That's the other significant thing in a win. Okay. Against a quality team. We've seen Gabe Vinson have big fourth quarters. We've seen Dwayne Dedman. I asked him last night at the game, do you feel you could be a starting center now? And he says, I've always felt that way. Well, the reality is teams haven't looked at him that way. Okay. But when he's getting 20 and 12 and he's dominating Nikola Vucevic, who has dominated the heat over the years, albeit pre-COVID and in a different role with Orlando, you look at the guy different, right? Like it's, it's okay to say a little bit of a role here, but now it's like, okay, if we need him, we can go to him. We can, we can play through him. He can hit above the break threes. Like, where the hell was this? Okay. And, and I also think the other thing that's beneficial is to that point, if you're bam out of bio and you're coming back and your backup is taking those shots, yeah, right? Greg? You gotta hoist a
3: voice to couple, right?
1: Right. I mean, why not, right? Like I mean, Deadman's doing it, okay? And you know, credit to Heatbeat, the mechanics doing it. Why can't no ceiling, right? Like this is, you know, our whole thing. So I, I think that that what is beneficial here is that we we've had a lot of guys, we question the depth, we question the depth before the season because we weren't sure, but now you've seen these guys rise up. It doesn't mean they should always be in those roles, but it means that they can be if they need to and if you go back to the big 3 years, there were players who did more when they needed them to do more. Okay, whether it was Mario Chalmers, who, by the way, Alex, thanks for pointing out the tweet. Rio, if you want a podcast, you know where to go. Okay, open
3: invitation, key under open, the mat,
1: open invitation. Okay, man, I, I'll I'll take Mario anytime. But but I just think that when you look at what they've uh, accomplished, it's that I think they've gained trust. They've gained trust from their coach, and I think they'll gain trust from Jimmy. And, you know, we haven't even seen Vic yet, okay? And Vic is making this trip, although he's not going to play, but that is a good sign. Uh, I, I, so let, let's let's flip it the other way a little bit, okay? Are there, in your view, Alex, I'll start with you, are there any negatives to this? Like, are there any guys who maybe they've shown they can do more, and now they're not going to be asked to do that as much as we go forward? Like, if if you have... Uh, If Jimmy and Bam and Markeith, like if Markeith Morris is back, I don't know that we're going to see a lot of KZ Akpala, right? Like, because Markeith was growing into that role. Like, uh, Is there any negative that you can see from this?
2: It's hard to frame it as negative because like, sure, that's true what you said. Like KZ is not going to get any playing time once Markeith is back, given that he's feeling all right. He's not playing on some sort of minutes restriction or anything like that. Like we saw what Markeith was for this team, right? Like, as, as somebody who was very skeptical and kind of a doubter, even though he was a veteran minimum guy, like, he was playing way above his contract, right? And, and uh, they value this, not only what he does, like, skill-wise, but also the size, and I think have missed part of that as, as uh, you know, I think before when they're healthy, it's like they have a nice front-court rotation that makes sense to, to fill the gaps of, of size that are on this team. And when one or two of them are gone, like like it's been with Bam and Markeith, uh, it just looks different. So I'm excited for that to happen. But yeah, like it's it's hard to look at it as a negative because KZ went from somebody that people were kind of happy to wave, uh, to, to go, go after like a buyout guy. And, and even if that means taking on money, right? That's people true. are already like thinking in that direction of like he's unplayable. And now I think a lot of people have seen, okay, he's not unplayable anymore. Like he's actually looked competent out there. He looks like an NBA player. And I know that sounds kind of harsh, but like I was saying before, all of that is growth. Like, I think that's, that's only positive. Let's now, when you talk about the rest of the rotation, Gabe Vincent, Caleb Martin, I want to see what happens when this team gets healthy. And I mean, before and after Victor Oladipo, right. Cause I just want to see, who Spo leans on more? Because oh, we've yeah. seen him. Somebody on gonna
3: more. get squeezed, right?
2: Yeah, and I think Struz also belongs in this conversation because I think mm-hmm. before he was kind of like ahead of those guys, but then we saw how his minutes have come down with Caleb and, and Vincent's going up. So I think they're kind of all three of them are in their own little category there, and I'm interested to see who is gonna shake out with with a solid rotation spot. It may only be one of them. I think it's probably gonna be two. It's and. I honestly couldn't even guess because I think, like, I would have said Struess for sure before, and now I'm thinking Caleb
0: and Vincent for sure because he's leaned on them. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Ranger for the ones who get it done.
2: So much, but I think all of them have looked so good that it's only a matter of time before they just got to take a back seat because that's how it was at the beginning of the season.
1: And, and when we come back, I, I want to get into how this affects the starters because we know the way Eric Spolster likes to use his rotations as the playoffs uh, approach and i do think this has an impact on some of the starters and maybe how how much leeway they get in certain games before we do we have a watch party wednesday night quarterdeck davy we had a great time last time we got the outdoor hope it's going to be warmer this time by the way okay apparently it's later in the year but it's going to be warmer Heat Sixers. We're going to have the outdoor patio again. Again, you know, all about Quarterdeck. That's why I don't really do the reads here because if you've been in South Florida and Broward, you've been to a Quarterdeck. they've got, uh, not only obviously do they have the great wings and all that stuff, but they've got great sushi. They've got, they've got great fish specials, everything. They do the two for ones all night long. Although we do give you a special five reasons drink, even though you would get the two for one anyway, but we're not supposed to tell anybody about that, but check out the Quarterdeck in Davie. This is the one on university drive over where the Dolphins used to train. Uh, if you're from that area, you're familiar with it. We're going to have the back patio. And here's the one other thing. We've got this partnership with ASX Sports. If you haven't downloaded it yet, it's this really cool app where basically you buy and sell players like stocks during the game. And actually, one of our guys, Gab Carnahan, finished second. He won money yesterday. Sean Rochester, another of our guys, finished first. We're not rigging this, I promise. Uh, and he won 150 bucks the first time. We're going to be giving away $500 on Wednesday night, including 250 to the winner on site. And there's going to be fewer people on site. So you got a pretty damn good chance to win. So come out to quarter deck on Wednesday night in Davie heat Sixers. It's a seven o'clock start. Okay. So make sure that you get there early. The other uh, sponsor I want to mention tonight, of course, is our friends over at prize picks daily fantasy. Use the code five F I V E. They'll match your initial deposit as a bonus. And of course, prize picks is—you can play NHL, NBA, NFL, and everything else at PrizePix.com. Make sure you're using the code five. All right, let's uh, let's get to the other part of this because Duncan Robinson's come out of it, okay? I mean, you score 26 at home. You you're four and four, four for four from two. Forget the three point shooting, which you know I asked Bolcher about that last night, and he he you know talked about how well, it's a shame everybody focuses on the threes. Duncan said that too. But again, he played a complete basketball game, um, you know, in the win against Chicago. I mean, he was he was good, especially offensively. OK, he, he did a little bit of everything. Uh, he was cutting. He was moving. He was countering all the good stuff you want to see. But we know he was in a slump for a while. So I'll go to you this. Go to uh, Greg. Do you see? I mean, when Jimmy's back, Jimmy's going to play his minutes when Bam is back. Even with Deadman playing at a high level, Bam is going to play his minutes. Lowry has started to round into shape of late. Okay. His numbers have come up. He had 15 assists last night. He could have had more, obviously, if he had, or 14 assists, he could add more if he played the entire game. But do you see now that we've seen more from Strews, from Caleb, from Gabe, from others that maybe Duncan isn't necessarily going to be quote unquote gifted those minutes that, that he's going to have to continually prove it.
3: Yeah. I mean, Duncan's minutes are down. I mean, in four minutes per game, just in the month of December. And I know you've alluded to this, Uh, Ethan, I think you picked up on it. At least you were the first person I heard talk about it. It's almost like a, um, a soft benching. I don't know if, if that's exactly the term you used, but it was just like a very subtle way that you saw Duncan getting less and less minutes. And I think that this stretch has shown that there are other guys that can plug in to the rotation and maybe not do what Duncan does or garner the kind of attention that Duncan does when he's firing on all cylinders, but you found other functional ways to go. And I think, like you asked Alex in the last segment about like, what's a negative to take from this, or what are you still concerned about? there's a macro conversation to be had related to Duncan Robinson and Tyler hero, not being able to really play together. What does that mean for them in fourth quarters? If you're going to invest in both of those guys, how do you make that balance uh, make sense for the team? So there's still question marks to be had. and, And when you have capable players behind Duncan Robinson, making the money that he's making, I think that's when you have fans start to ask like, you know, Can Max Strews be plugged in at $1.7 million and not 15? And then what does it mean if Tyler all of a sudden gets a max extension down the line? So I just think that there's interesting stuff to watch related to those two in particular because they have had trouble sharing the floor. Mm -hmm. And then we're going to see who does Spo trust, who does Jimmy trust, et cetera. And I think to this point, it's kind of been Tyler, right?
1: Well, I think it has been Tyler. I mean, except for the other night where he, he rode Strew slate, right. Instead of Tyler. And we were surprised about that, but Tyler just didn't have it. He was turning the ball over. He wasn't as engaged. He was better in the game against Chicago. uh,
3: Quietly, He's been a little weird in December. Honestly,
1: The the turnovers have gone up. I I think he's been a little careless with the ball and Spolscher is not going to tolerate that necessarily. I, I think what's interesting about that conversation that you're kind of bringing up, Greg, is that, Heat Heat fans love pitting Heat players against each other. It's like a zero-sum game. Like, you can't – and we do this some on the podcast. We're kind of doing it tonight. But, like, you know, it's like you can't just enjoy everybody's success, as Eric Spolscher talks about. It's like, well, okay, Max is playing better, so play him over Duncan, right? Or Caleb's playing better, so maybe it's fewer minutes for somebody else, okay? Or maybe KZ is playing better, so maybe you don't – you know, maybe Omer goes – like this is kind of what, what they do. Um, but, but I think Alex, Greg has a point here that, uh, you know, it, as, as some of these, these younger two ways come up, who are not costing you as much, right. As they play well, there's going to be a drumbeat for, you know, cause the heat fans are always looking for the next thing. Well, if max is playing well, we, we don't need Duncan anymore. When that may not necessarily be the case, it just might be sort of prisoner of the moment stuff.
2: Well, I mean, look, I think that stuff is more like tendencies that fans have more so than in the front office. Like, I'm sure they have their own thinking of, of Duncan Robinson and Max Schuess and that specific example. Uh, I, I just I it's hard for me to really look at it in that way. Like, I just think a lot of the a lot of the questions we've had before are starting to get resolved gradually. Right. So, you know, you guys already uh, kind of talked about Duncan a little bit there, but we've just seen everything completely turn around over the past few games for him where the threes are falling, but then the rest of the stuff is also peaking, right? Like he's not just fouling out in the first quarter. And you know what I mean by that? It's just like he, he gets in that foul trouble early on that basically takes him out of the game early on and takes him out of being able to get into that early rhythm. And now he's figured out the, the counters, uh, you know, getting to the rim and actually making stuff happen there as a passer, as a finisher. We, Then you talk about, like I said before, Struess, Vincent, Caleb Martin, all those guys have kind of picked it up in different aspects of the game. And I just think have kind of rounded out as rotation players. So I don't know, maybe uh, it's it's just going to be an issue of you're going to have too many players that you want to play. And not that that's a non-issue, right? Because I'm sure that that's something that they got to manage internally and make sure that that doesn't get get out of hand once they do get healthy. But I don't really think it's going to be a problem. Like I really do think uh, it's just like those guys stepped in when they were called upon and did their job. And they know now that they're better off than before this run. Cause they've already, they've kind of showed everybody who they can be.
1: Greg, uh, I want to introduce two more sponsors here, but I want you to think about something while I'm doing it. Can you think, cause, cause I know Alex, you said this is more a fan thing than a front office thing, but, but I, I it's just not coming to me like on the fly here. I think you're right. But I do know there have been situations where the Heat have had a, a cheaper player kind of in the wings and have moved another player to clear space. I, the Dolphins do this all the time because that's an NFL thing, right? You got you got non-guaranteed contracts. And so if you have somebody who can do the same job or 75 percent of the job, you clear out the contract. It's harder to do in the NBA. But while I'm doing uh, these spots, which everybody should stick around to listen to, Greg, you think about it. Try to think of somebody in recent history uh, that they they have cleared a path for. All right. While Greg is doing that, this is the code for two of our sponsors. It's 5RSN, 5RSN, the best CBD, premium CBD. You can get it over at therapistpreferred.com, therapistpreferred.com. Use the code 5RSN. And it's for anything. It's for the tincture. It's for the gummies. I just got some more of myself. Actually, I was lucky enough to find some samples that I had here because I needed to sleep last night. So of course I took them uh, and they help you with recovery and everything else. And also manscaped.com for all of their grooming products. That's everything, not just the razors, cologne, deodorant, whatever you want, manscaped.com, also the code 5RSN, you get 20% off. So therapistpreferred.com, manscaped.com, 20% off for uh, Manscaped 25 for therapist preferred. All right, Greg, anybody come to mind before we close?
3: No, truthfully, like, this is an interesting conversation. I feel like Riley got burned when he shipped out Ike Austin, knowing he had to pay him for Brent Barry, and that didn't work out. And then as I catalog through, they don't really necessarily see it that way, where they take up a, a player who's making a lot more, knowing they have someone behind him, and ship him away. I mean, um, I mean, can you think of of even one?
1: Well, I'm thinking of their high priced players throughout the years. Like they didn't ship out Eddie Jones because they had somebody else. They, they wanted to change the composition of that roster, and particularly when you look yeah, at and
2: Bam, but I don't think that counts to what we're talking yeah, about. Yeah, white
1: Whiteside and Bam. Right. Well, that gets closer. I, I think maybe I mean there they could drafted an Bam with, with Whiteside already getting the max. So I did, that is to some degree. Did they but that's trade not the Rio reason Hassan was moved, necessarily. Did they
3: trade Rio to give Norris a, a- a spot, or am I getting um, no? They wrong? traded.
1: They traded Rio to get under the luxury tax, <laughs> and 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 the thing is, Rio said this, and and you know, I don't know if he want to come on the podcast. When I remember walking in the locker room like that week, okay, and you know, he looks at me and he goes, "These mfers are they gonna f and tell me what the f is going on?" Like he was not happy at the end. Uh, but it was not. It was not a result of. Uh. It was not because they were trying to clear a path for necessarily for Norris. It was because they were trying to get under the tax, but they also felt Norris was ready to assume some responsibility. So I guess that was kind of a money decision. Right. And they thought Norris could do the job. So they didn't necessarily need Mario anymore. Right. So I guess to a certain degree. Um, but I'm trying to think like Brian Grant was his money was cleared out because that was part of the Shack trade that really doesn't count.
3: Yeah, the J.O. Sean Marion stuff was shuffling around years aiming for 2010. They haven't done a ton of it. And then, other, then the other thing that they have not done a ton of is when these young, low salary players like a Duncan Robinson before you have to pay him ever get, you know, trading them, knowing that you have someone else in the pipeline, which that's oh, well, another that, interesting that is, thing. That
1: is, we're going to mention him again. And he's going to end up putting this on Twitter. That is a hot take Harry thing. <laughs> we know that. alex is shaking his hand you can't see it because we're we're not posting the zoom on this one uh because we started the video late but i will just say that 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 is a hot take harry that is always trade a guy early uh he's still pounding the table that they should have traded djj right who else uh now it's done all of them every
3: single one of them that they've ever had which i think that's where it's like you have to remember that these are human beings and you have to discern like it's that you can't just it. ship everyone off that you cultivate. Like that sends a message that that just from a human perspective doesn't work. But hot take care of like the like
2: Then you end up like the Celtics. Right. Right. right
3: or the Sixers because that was something that legitimately uh, what's process guy's name. I, I try to forget it all oh, the time. Uh,
1: uh, Hinky, Hinky,
3: Hinky. They always said he treated people like video, like they were all video game. Morey does
1: too, uh, to a certain degree. And they've, they've kind of, you know, they had, they had the what Elton brand and Colangelo in between, but they basically brought in like Hinky was kind of Daryl Morey light. And they, they kind of went to the there. And now Daryl Morey is doing the same thing. Like they can't figure out what they're going to do with Ben Simmons. It's all, it's all about the numbers and the analytics and, and the contracts. And it's not really about the, the human beings, as you said. Um, and they brought in Doc in part to fix that. And, of course, then Doc pissed off that Ben Simmons. That whole vision is going
2: to be Embiid, Tobias Harris, and, like, C.J. McCollum. Like, that's what that whole vision was for. Right. And then the Celtics' whole vision was for, like, uh, Tatum and Jalen Brown to not even work that well together. <laughs> right. I right. mean it- – I- that's what happens when you treat, you know, but, basketball but the, the like video Celtics games. Point, the Celtics point ba- is the basketball gods come back full circle.
1: <laughs> the, the Celtics point is a good point because Danny Ainge was right, actually, not to pay Isaiah Thomas. OK, who, by the way, doesn't have a gig right now. OK, and changed agents and everything trying to get back into the NBA. Uh, he was right to do it, but it's the way that it went what? down. Yeah, it's a way. And, it's the way. Go it's the fact that he, you know he was injured and he, he had been a top five MVP candidate, and it again you have to deal with guys as beings. But I think to your point, Greg, maybe I think it happens all the time because I also covered the Dolphins, and again it is and it's not the Dolphins' fault. It it's just it's part of NFL culture that you, oh for sure you grew. Up. I mean, literally, Bill Belichick has won championships by replacing everybody, but the quarterback, they trade Jamie
3: Collins and they're like, you're crazy. That's the craziest thing you could have ever done. And then they got a new Jamie Collins the next day at at linebacker.
1: (laughs) Their entire secondary lawyer Malloy. I mean, Tom Brady's talked about, I mean, through the years, like everybody talks about the Patriots, the Patriots have basically been Tom Brady and 3000 guys that, that Belichick has shuffled through usually getting rid of them a year early instead of a year late. Right. The Steelers famously did that too. Uh, in the NBA, it doesn't happen as often. And that's why this conversation that we're having about, well, do you clear a path for Struess and move Duncan? There really is not a precedent for that in the Heat organization. I'll say this. If somebody in the Heat organization is listening to this, as I know some of you do, and there is a precedent. You yeah,
3: we would. We would have caught it, though. Gosh, that's going to really haunt me. I'm at, we'll, we may have to come back and close a loop on the next episode.
1: Maybe so. All right. But anyway, this has been a positive episode in general. Uh, watch party Wednesday night. Quarterdeck, Davy, uh, Manscape.com, TherapistPreferred.com. Five RSN is the code. Prizepicks.com. Use the code five. And our friends over at Intense Nutrition mentioned five reasons. Twenty percent off. They're putting me on a program tomorrow, so I just might die. Have a good night. Thank you for listening to the Five on the Floor on the Five Regional Sports Network.